0: The Nail in the Coffin! Welcome to The Nail in the Coffin. I'm Tom Valentino. He is Travis Yulie. Sunday night, a uh, a podcast uh, several days in the making. We were going to try to do this on Thursday when the Browns uh, got their training camp underway. And uh, Trav, I think you had some stuff come up. And then we were going to try again on Saturday morning. I had to take a rain check. So finally, here we are. How are you, man? How was your Sunday?
1: I'm doing well, buddy. How about you?
0: I'm good. I uh, I broke out the sticks for the first time this year. Today I I went out and uh, played eighteen with uh, with my pops and a hold uh, no kidding I did um them. not great although uh, I did not throw any clubs like uh, Trevor Bauer was throwing the ball over the center field wall today so uh,
1: yeah, yeah that was a uh, not all, thing,
0: all things considered though I got to be honest for um is media I I, I could not have high expectations it had be, been almost a full year since I had set foot on a golf course. So uh, low expectations going in. I, I chipped in from about 20 yards off the green. That was exciting um, for a birdie, no less. That was real nice. But uh, that was good. yeah, yeah. So uh, the scoring could have been a lot worse, all things considered. But uh, yeah, we got the, the big, uh, the Warner outing coming up next weekend. I believe you'll, uh, You got Pelotonia going on, right?
1: That is correct. Yes, I'll be riding a bike. You'll be hitting golf balls. You'll be having way more fun
0: you're doing things uh for a, a very good cause though i uh, <laughs> yeah we all, we all as a
1: got reminder, a reminder i gotta no i gotta kidding. get
0: my i gotta get my donation in this week i uh i always make sure to do that uh, before you go out for the ride uh remind the folks uh, if they want to contribute uh to your cause as well where can they go do that
1: yeah man uh pelotonia dot org uh slash travis Uly. I it's straightforward started.
0: Yeah, I think we've still got the banner on uh, our website, the podcast dot com and I'll throw a link in the show notes as well.
1: It is definitely um, up there, even if you don't like me very much., uh, the cause is, is is well worth supporting. so yeah
0: it's outstanding uh, it's an outstanding cause um, and, and you know it's one of those charities I think that uh, extremely accountable and uh, very well uh, managed in terms of what they're doing with the money they raise. so Always encouraging. You can feel like you're uh, you're not just throwing money away when you donate there.
1: Absolutely, and big shout out to I'm not sure if he's a listener or not, but your uh, your former roommate, Mr. Welsh, Tim, yes. will also be out there on his bike next weekend. So if he's listening, way to go, Tim, as well.
0: Yeah, maybe you guys will see each other out there. That'd be that be fun. Um, all right, we're we're gonna get into the Browns' uh, training camp is underway. But uh, I, I jokingly referred to Trevor Bauer today. I have to ask you first. Did you see that whole uh, incident or uh, brew, whatever you want to call it, unfold? And uh, what were your thoughts this afternoon?
1: So I didn't see it in like real time. Um, My wife and I did a little bit. We went out to kind of went out to the burbs here a little bit, like 40 and 45 minutes away from our house today and bounced around to a couple small breweries that we've been meaning to check out. And we were at one of them watching this sort of as it unfolded. Um, And I saw like I saw Trevor get pulled and I saw all that. I did not realize until I got home about an hour later, all of the uh, extracurricular things that happened outside of his um, not being able to get anybody out uh, <laughs> part of, part of the inning. It got, it got much more interesting outside of that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm not, I'm well known, right? You and I, I don't know if we've talked enough about it on here for my position on Trevor Bauer to be that clear, but not the biggest Trevor Bauer fan as a guy um so typically this would be a great place for me to like crush him um but i'm not gonna i honestly think it's being a little bit overblown it's definitely a bad look um it makes him look it 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 certainly plays into those um he's kind of a a bit of a child who can't really control his emotions um which has been sort of a, a common threat against him right as long as we've sort of known him that's sort of been the thing and this definitely doesn't help in that respect um but all things considered i it doesn't it doesn't change my opinion one way or another, and I don't know that it's—I don't know that it's as big a deal as people are making it out to be.
0: No, that was the thing. I, I think you and I are actually in a very similar position. He's a very hard guy for me to root for. I've tried, and he's had moments, but it just—you you get the dumb shit like this every once in a while. Um, this obviously would have been far worse if he actually hit a fan or something. It would have been cooler if he threw it into the water fountain. Um, out there. I think the funniest,
1: funniest suggestion I heard was if he had just come up short and like Oscar Mercado had to like fetch it and bring it back, that would have just been embarrassing for him. Uh, There was,
0: there was a fantastic camera angle of this thing, but from like behind home plate, where you, so it was like basically watching him throw it out into the distance, and I think it was Mike Freeman thought that he was about to get pegged because he was (laughs) standing about ten feet away. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you could tell that everyone there could feel the uh the tension building inside Trevor well, before well, he I, even threw it. Well,
0: because the thing is, like I'm pretty sure that there wasn't a camera angle of it, but I'm pretty sure that like before he launched that ball into center field, I think he threw it into the backstop first and then then like got the ball back and then just launched it out into center. But yeah, like Freeman flinched, Lindor looked at him like, "What are you doing?" and Mercado was the best one cuz he was just walking back out to his position in center field and he was you could see him like looking up at the scoreboard to kind of watch the replay, I think. And then all yeah. of a sudden this ball comes in out of nowhere from like his peripheral vision and like lands right over him over the wall. And he kind of just turns around like, what the hell was that?
1: <laughs> so Yeah. And um, of course it was all uh it was all you know sort of climaxed when uh Tito comes out and a guy that you've never really I don't know that I've ever really seen him heated at a player um we've obviously seen him even when he argues with umpires it's it's relatively tempered right and that happens very most times very, very rarely game. and here you saw him just what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> looks right at him and you could tell like at that point it kind of uh sunk in a bar like yeah okay this is considerably worse look than i even thought yeah, and um,
0: he, you know he said all the right things in his apology um and, and honestly like when i watched that whole thing happen The idea that he was showing up as teammates didn't even cross my mind. I thought it was exactly what he said it was, that he was disappointed in himself. Um, So, you know, I I mean, it it sounded like he went in the dugout, like while the game was going on and apologized to his teammates. Um, The big thing out of this, I got to say, you know, there was some serious pearl clutching going on on Twitter after this. And this idea that this affected his trade value, you know, with the trade deadline looming here in a few days is just ludicrous.
1: Yeah, I um, don't think anyone cares. You kind of knew he was a hothead. You knew what kind of guy he was, I think. And this put it to place, you this way. Maybe it's a little extreme, but.
0: Say, say yeah. you were not watching today and you didn't know who was starting today. If I just told you an Indians pitcher got so pissed off that he chucked the ball over the center field wall, would I even need to finish the question before you would say, oh, yeah, that had to have been Bauer?
1: No, and honestly, there's there's maybe only two or three pitchers in the league that I would that I would even guess in a similar vein. Um, the only one that really pops in my head that if you had said a pitcher today did this, I would think Scherzer because that guy seems like he's he's one bad pitch away from just going off the deep end every time he pitches. Um,
0: it's interestingly, those two if he had done eyes. it, if he
1: yeah <laughs> creeps me and out if man. He, he looks
0: like a bond villain or something i don't know
1: yeah he's 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 something man i don't really know how to describe the guy i don't watch him a ton i just you know every once in a while i'll see him and it's like god this guy's more intense than anyone should ever be um but i feel like if, if he had done it it would just be everyone talking about how he's intense right and how what a serious competitor he is and i say this from a guy who honestly doesn't doesn't care for Bauer. Like I said, doesn't care that much for Bauer as a guy and would be happy to jump on any opportunity to sort of criticize him further. Um, I'm not, I, I am the absolute opposite of a Trevor Bauer defender. I just personally don't think it's that big a deal. I don't really care. I remember I was watching the game as it happened and sort of the way that that entire inning went, I can't really blame him for just snapping in that, in that moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know.
1: Cause ultimately, like watching it, like I don't even remember how the first guy got on base. Um, but there was a guy on first with nobody out, and Mercado loses a ball in the sun. Nothing you can do about it, bounces over the fence, it's a ground rule double, right? And after that, he just um after a guy that, got a single it was, death was just by a all... thousand paper cuts. Exactly. Like guy dribbles a ball twenty feet in front of the plate, Bauer can't scoop it and flip it in time, then a blooper that goes over, um uh, who's playing second today? I think it was Freeman. Yeah. Uh, gets just out of Freeman's reach. Then an infield single, and like it's just like he's not getting crushed, but he just can't get a guy out, and it just piled up on him, and he snapped. And can't blame him a whole lot for it because sitting at the bar, uh, I was I was pretty steamed myself. Like, what the hell's going on here? Um, and yeah, I, I honestly think within a couple of days it's a non-story. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they disciplined him, maybe they sit him for his next start or something i don't know but um or find him they will probably find him something that would probably make a little more sense i guess yeah um
0: (laughs) can't be can't be suspending one of your starters in a pennant race i'm sorry (laughs)
1: yeah i also just think typically when you suspend starters it's especially with the way that their staff is right now with injuries and whatnot who really cares about that that's that's punishing the team a little bit more than probably is deserved um so hit his pocketbook call it a day move on who cares
0: yeah um all right. Well, we have a trade deadline coming up here later this week. Uh call your shot right now. We saw the Indians. They made a, a little minor trade today. They uh traded for uh, I believe uh, Hunter Wood and uh Carlos uh Arroyo, I believe was that the uh, the name of the uh the prospect uh It was something guy? Arroyo. I don't I don't Arroyo,
1: remember yeah. So um, uh, yeah, Arroyo. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, a hell of a guy.
0: Trade was not consummated in time to make my show notes. Um, They they, they made that deal today. Um, My question for you is, between now and uh, the deadline, uh, do they make any more moves that will warrant us jumping back on here later this week and uh, doing another episode?
1: I don't think they'll make any moves that that result in them getting rid of any of their noteworthy current players i don't okay. think bauer hand or any of the the popular names i wouldn't si- be surprised if they made um sort of a, a prospects move like you know some lower level or even i don't know maybe not the top prospect guys and I'm not I'm not know's all the minor league guys um but not one of the top names um, but maybe someone below that for a short-term rental that um i've seen like I've seen a couple names i saw yas puig's name Get thrown around and like someone that's, like that who's who's okay, yeah, someone like that who's who's solid and would be an improvement, but not a not a huge wow factor type name. Um, that's what I would expect. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna move any of the pitching staff really. Um, I just think that, uh, and it's what I've heard all week from like guys that seem to know baseball is that you're not going to get an equitable return if you try to trade him for a bat, specifically Bauer, right.
0: I don't know what to make of this trade deadline because the, the trade that the Mets made a little while ago, I mean, they're what, 11 and a half, 12 games out of first place. And they traded for Marcus Stroman. Like you're not going anywhere this year. What are you doing? Um, and you know, a lot of people, I think initially were like, Oh, they're getting him to flip him, you know, in the next few days to bring in some more prospects or something and um, unconventional, but okay. But it, by the sounds of it, that's not even the plan. Like they want to, hold on to him so um teams are going to have some unconventional strategies here at the deadline i think it'll be interesting um yeah i i don't know i i'd be pretty surprised i one thing i'm i am confident in saying i just can't imagine that anything that happened out there today uh is going to impact trevor bowers trade value one way or the other i do think um The one thing I will say with the way the Indians have played, I know it didn't end up well today, but, uh, you know, over these last, uh, you know, months, six weeks or whatever it's been, um, I I think if if you're making any kind of moves, it has to be with the intention of doing something with this season in mind. You know, they've played their their way back into contention here, which at the beginning of June, the the Central Division – was a completely lost cause. I mean, they are 11 games out. I think below 500. Um, schedule's going to get a lot harder now. So, you know, I've, I've seen some people kind of puff it out their chest being like, Oh, where's all the haters now? You know, talk to me when you're not playing a team that's 30 games under 500. Um, we'll see. But uh, you know, if if you were not gonna sell at the beginning of June, absolutely nothing that's happened since then should make you a seller for this year now. So uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I, I'm hoping uh, you know some refinement around the edges. You know, one more bat would be nice, but uh, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I don't want to. I don't want them. I guess think at this point, I've I've sort of reserved that. I don't want them to. I don't want to trade really that that costs them much be it a starter or hand or anyone like that i'm okay with them just maybe getting a, a slight upgrade at, at one or two offensive positions and calling it a day um seeing what they have
0: yeah all right um you ready to shift gears
1: i suppose so
0: all right well we've got <laughs> uh we've got the browns the uh An exciting season. Uh, Have we ever, we
1: ever, have we ever talked about um, training camp for the Browns previously? I don't think so. I don't think we have. I don't think we've ever had a reason to. uh,
0: That was my next question. Have we ever ever had a reason to talk training camp? Have you ever been to training camp? I have not. Okay. Uh,
1: Uh, uh, And judging by a lot of the crowd that's there, I'm not sure I want to ever go to training camp. Um. I've been a it couple seemed, times. Yeah, and your yeah. thoughts?
0: Well, the, the first time was like way, way, way back in the day. My dad took me when I was little, and the Browns still did training camp at Lakeland over uh, in, in Kirtland there oh, off in of Kirtland, 306. Yeah. yeah, it was a much different atmosphere back then. I have very vague memories of that, but I think it was pretty cool. Um, players walking by me in the parking lot and stuff like that, and th- that was like the Browns' heyday in the mid mid to late 80s. That was That was fun. Um, but uh, since they've been a Berea I think I went once about five or six years ago I, I don't remember exactly the year but my boss at the time was a former Browns employee and still had a lot of friends in the organization so it was kind of like uh, you know throw the team a bone hey thanks for your hard work so far this summer she took a few of us out to training camp you know called in a favor over there and we actually got hooked up. It was pretty neat. We got to go into like a VIP tent and uh, we got a tour of the facility afterwards. And that was the year that they had just done, you know, one of the 75 remodelings. It feels like they've done in Berea. Um, this was the one that included all the murals on the wall with the quotes that were all misattributed. Um, it ended up on <laughs> bedspin.
1: Yeah. That was I got to say that. It looked very the impressive.
0: The, the the quotes might have not, uh, you know, they might not have, uh, had the research department that might, the research department might not have had their best day, but uh, it looked amazing. Um Mike Lombardi was wandering the halls. That was like the one year he was back. Uh So that, that was kind of cool. Um But the team that year, that was Brandon Whedon at quarterback and the product on the field, a very accurate precursor to what we saw that season, pretty rough. Um But uh, the, the atmosphere around training camp was fun. Can't even imagine what it was like uh, out there these past few days. Um, assuming you weren't the fan getting flipped off by, uh, Chad Thomas today, that might have, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe that guy's got a story for his kids now, but, um, uh, yeah, not it's the most, uh,
1: not the most hospitable.
0: No, no. But, uh, you know, other than that, I think it, it seems like a pretty positive vibe out there. It's, uh, it's exciting. Um, I, I have to ask you about this. Uh, oh no, Beckham jr. You were out of town. I think you were traveling for work at the time that that trade went down. Uh, I don't think you and I have had any conversations about him. I, I need your Odell Beckham jr. Opinions.
1: We have not. Um, I think he's been, I think he's been relatively, and we had some concerns, I think, and just going back to his experience in in New York and just sort of how the, the way he acted there, I think he's kind of been a model citizen. Obviously it's, it's training camp now and who really knows what to expect from him um, as a player, obviously he's been supremely talented and he's, just an incredible guy to add from a, from a player perspective. I haven't really seen anything from him that, that makes me think it was a bad move on the Browns so far. He seems to say for the most part, all the right things um, seems, seems to have a really good rapport with Baker so far. Um, obviously being around his boy Jarvis is, has I think probably helped put him in a good mood, but he's always been that guy, right? That we're not really going to know what he's like until, um, there's, you know, until week three when he only gets five targets or something like that, right? Um, he's always been a guy that's really good until things don't go the way that he wants them to go. Um, so that's going to be the ultimate test, I think. Um, but but far by and large, I think he's been all you could have asked for and more, right? And he's made some some pretty impressive highlight plays at camp, and that's all that's all well and good. Um, but I'm I'm one of the I'm one of the few guys who's really excited that he's here while also being, um, I don't know, cautiously optimistic, I guess, if that makes sense.
0: I'm, I'm all in. I probably shouldn't come as a huge shock, but, uh, I, I am over the moon ecstatic about this.
1: Okay. i looking, I mean, looking I, can't, at his honestly, I can't blame anyone for doing it. I just always try to temper my enthusiasm. I think, or I, or I am in this case. Honestly, it's, it's probably a little out of character for me, but, um, <laughs> Is I feel like we might be a little bit flipped right here. Um, yeah. I think typically I'm the one who's, who's far more emotional and less rational and just all in and, and optimistic and thinks everything is going to be great. And you're usually the one that's maybe a little pump the brakes. Let's let's think of, of other alternative things that could also happen here.
0: No, 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 not today. Not, not here. No, huh? no, no. Um, I
1: like it. What, I like it.
0: Let, let, let me put it to you this way. Eli Manning. He felt bass backwards into those Super Bowls, and I'm sorry you can't convince me otherwise. Hot take time. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll own that. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm punch drunk on, on Od- Odell Beckham Jr. right now, and I don't care. He Whatever Odell says, you agree with. 1,300-yard seasons with Eli Manning as his quarterback. He was scoring 10-plus uh, touchdowns a year. Last year, he missed a quarter of the season, and he still went over 1,000 yards and had 10 TDs. The upgrade that he is going to enjoy – going from Eli to Baker is an outrageous leap that I don't feel like we have seen from any other player of his caliber at his position. Maybe Randy Moss going to the Patriots. Um,
1: I mean, Randy Moss to the Patriots was insane.
0: Right. And And the thing is, like, you look at last year's Browns coming into the season, it was a huge deal for them to bring in Jarvis Landry. And I think he had, a, he had a fine year, great year. And, and you know, a lot of what he brought, it felt like just from watching him in hard knocks, you know, it, it wasn't just numbers and production. Um, they needed talent in the wide receiver room and, and um, you know, a, a presence. And, you know, he pulled them up, I think, you know, the, the the rising tide lifts all ships. You look at the skill position group that they've got this year, With Jarvis Landry, you got the running backs: Dick Chubb, Duke Johnson. For as long as he's here, Kareem Hunt. Hopefully, maybe eventually, we'll see. Um, you know, Najoku. It's and obviously Baker. Um, that's freaking awesome. And I will tell you this: uh, Madden 20 comes out on Friday. And your boy gets done with work at one o'clock on Friday. By one o one, we're gonna be kicking it off on uh, the old Xbox. Because uh, doing
1: I, it, huh?
0: Hell yeah! I haven't been this excited to play uh, to go out and buy Madden uh, to play as the Browns in as long as I can remember. So yeah, I'm gonna go enjoy this one.
1: Man, this is this is a wild version of you, Tino. I don't know the <laughs> last time I've seen this out of you. It's a it's a wild wild scene, and I don't know how to handle it. Uh, but, but, but I like it. I am excited with you. Um, I haven't bought a Madden in shit. Honestly, I don't know the last time. It's been so long. It's been several years, probably. I'm gonna say like six or seven years, and it might even be longer than that. Um, I can't honestly say for sure that I'm going to change that and that streak this year. <laughs> uh, but, but I love that you're buying it. I like I like hearing this this attitude out of you, buddy. It's 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 a new it's a new regime. It's a new new day in Cleveland, I suppose.
0: I'm Gonna ride this as long as I can. We'll see. But there uh, you go.
1: Get it now until the season starts. And I, all that I got madden
0: last year. It was fun. The the Browns okay. were competent on there last year, and it was fun to watch their ratings go up as the season went along.
1: Um What was Baker like beginning to end of the season last year?
0: Um I felt like I owed him an apology with how many interceptions I threw with him, but that was, <laughs> that was a user error. That was, I'm not putting that on him. Um, sure. so, uh, cause like you, it had been a while since I'd bought a Madden game, The uh, you know, degree of difficulty has gone up significantly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, uh, I, I was impressed. I was looking at some YouTube footage today. They, the Browns must be a team that actually matters this year because they actually like took the time to, Get the uh, the field right. They uh, they updated the the designs on the field, and uh, First Energy Stadium looks good, and in uh, all the little things that they kind of half ass with the teams they don't care about. I feel like sometimes they, they, they they've uh, they, they've taken care of all the details this year, so it's a, it's a good sign.
1: How much has the game changed over like I don't know the last several years? Well, they got something I
0: think this year where. I I don't really know how to explain it but basically like you have certain guys like superstar players I think that have like certain skills that there's I, I almost want to call it like the NBA GM on fire where if you complete like a certain number of objectives like if you're uh you know Patrick Mahomes and you complete like four straight passes over 30 yards or something like that you you all get like a skill set boost um and you're, you know, on fire in the zone or whatever the hell they call it on here and you know different guys at different positions uh have options for that. I think that's kind of like the new big twist to the on-field play this year. I'm sure they've got other modes. I never get into like the story mode. I used to do the franchise mode when I had more time on my hands, but uh it's it, those days are long gone unfortunately. So, we'll see. I'll let you know. I I might have to uh get back to you with a report when I actually get the game. <clears throat>
1: All right. I appreciate it. I'll need to know. uh, I'll need early feedback from you. I value your opinion. I feel like the internet in general on these things is either it's terrible or it's amazing. There's not much middle ground. Like it's always, oh, it sucks. They haven't changed anything or all the new things they did are awful or man, this is groundbreaking. I love this is the best game ever. Well, neither of those things are going to be the the, uh, reality, I suppose. Nothing will ever be
0: as bad as the passing code in 2006. Um that that was rock bottom.
1: <laughs> um <laughs>
0: I just hope the Browns playbook is better this year because what yeah. they gave the Browns last year did not do Freddie Kitchens any justice. No. So I'm 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 a little nervous about that, but we'll see what we get.
1: Nice, so. I like it. Yeah. Early feedback. Well, I'll I'll expect it uh I'll expect it Friday afternoon then
0: you know um what uh what else has happened with the browns uh anything else that you've read about or been kind of keeping up with that's caught your eye grabbed your attention got you worried excited what have you um
1: well there was a who was the guy that i'm, I'm blanking on his name right now the guy from the packers um the d linement that they were saying was coming in and then he wasn't it was similar to what we saw with um Joe mccoy Gerald McCoy, same, yeah. similar experience. I'm,
0: Mike Daniels, I think is there you was go. Right. I wanted
1: to say Daniel something, and I knew that was right was wrong. Uh, I honestly wanted to say Daniel Michaels, and I knew that was wrong. So I'll uh, <laughs> strike that, reverse it, I suppose. Um, a similar thing where automatically everyone seems to assume that the Browns are going to talk to these guys, and it sounds like they did talk to him. But yeah, he came in, he um, just didn't. He left without a contract, and then he signed. I think within the division, I can't remember where they said he signed Detroit, maybe. Yeah. Um, so he's staying within his division and whatever. Okay, so that's fine. Um, I I guess it's still a weird world. I live in <sighs> where relatively high-profile free agents hit the market and people automatically start to assume, oh yeah, the Browns can get that guy. Um, and not just a guy who's going to come in and take their money for a year. <laughs> <laughs> not just a guy who uh, who's going to rob the Haslams blind and then leave a year later Has- with nothing to show for it
0: it's exciting you you hear uh you know player x is uh, a free agent and he's likely to sign with a super bowl contender and then uh, you know adam schefter starts rattling off teams and the browns are on that list it's like hey all right this is nice
1: yeah it's like (laughs) it's it's a new world we don't really know how to react here um we're gonna enjoy it but we're also a little confused still right (laughs) um also um i heard the the jeopardy guy said uh would not bet the browns, um, which I think makes sense to people who understand how betting works. a lot of Cleveland a lot of Cleveland twitter t- seem to take that as a as oh, this guy thinks the browns suck um, when really he just said that wasn't a great value to bet, and I think most people would agree with that, so if you're listening, don't bet on the browns right now, the odds suck uh, um, I don't know Did you see that guy at all no james he's he's a goofball like hes he won a shit ton of money on jeopardy. And so now people think he's like an expert on these other things. The weird thing was he, he was on Jeopardy and he won a ton of money and he considers himself a football better. Um, that's like his professional job. He considers himself a professional better on football. Um, but there was a really easy question about football on Jeopardy that he did not get. And it wasn't because someone else rang in and got it. No one rang in. He did not ring in and get it. And I think it was like, it was the answer was, uh, it was a question about like extra points. And the answer was just an extra point. Um, and he just sat there and signed something. I thought this guy was a football guy and I'm suspicious ever since then. I don't believe anything he says now. F- fraud. F-M-A. Fraud. Yeah, absolutely. Complete fraud. So, uh James Holtower, don't listen to him till he proves <laughs> till he proves otherwise people ignore him
0: except what he said about don't bet on the Browns
1: yeah I just think in general don't bet on the Browns
0: well I'll tell you you know the extent of my football wagering anymore is playing in an eliminator pool and one in doubt pick against the Browns has been a very sound strategy for me that's uh, worked for a lot of years and yeah, I got go to go to back to the drawing board. board. Yeah, yeah. No kidding.
1: That's going to, uh, I mean, I think that's, that's been pretty universal though. That's been everybody's strategy, I think for quite some time. So, that's true. um, at least you guys are all on even footing still.
0: Right. Well, I could tell you, I'm still never going to pick whatever team North Turner is being employed by. Cause, uh, that, that, that's been another, uh, you know, fundamental rule that I, I follow religiously. So. <laughs> i don't know why been, I just been good for i you. developed an irrational disdain for him years ago and uh he must have cost me like one year in that thing and i said i'll never pick never it. Again. it was probably when he was in san diego and they were it was one of those years when they uh ran up a big record and he pissed away some game that he shouldn't have and i don't know i said never again so
1: yeah that sounds like something north turner would do
0: <laughs> and, the, and the
1: chargers too <laughs> exactly yeah um I don't know what else you got, man. What have you thought? What have you seen? Have you taken I guess how seriously do you see any of the stuff you see on Twitter around training camp? Does any of it actually mean anything to you? As long as no one gets hurt. Right. That's that's it. Um That's all I want. I just don't want to see anyone gets hurt.
0: It's it's really fun seeing the circus catches and, you know, some of the, the great plays, the past breakups and things like that. Grady Williams has had a couple of cool plays that I've seen Uh, highlights of, but the one thing that I will say is I am always a little bit leery when you see the, you know, somebody like, Oh man, that, that DB, he just got, you know, made to look stupid on that play or something like that. Uh, He's got to retire now and you're watching a six second play zoomed in on a uh, one-on-one battle between a receiver and a quarterback you don't know what defense was called. You don't know what the coverage was supposed to be. You don't know if he was supposed to have help or if he was in zone or in man. And, you know, you're lacking a ton of context there. So, you know, that's one of those things. I'm always like a little leery of that, like just the sheer athleticism of it. When you see somebody like, you know, haul in a one handed pass and get the toes down on the sideline. I mean, that's universal. That's awesome. That's exciting. But like the, you know, like, oh, that guy looked terrible. You don't necessarily know what his job was there. So yeah. I've I, always tapping the brakes on those.
1: Yeah, at the same time, that's no different than the regular season either. Right. 90% of people who are like, oh, like so-and-so did this, he got killed on They don't actually know what was supposed to happen or what a guy was supposed to do. So yeah. I don't know that this is any different. I think it's just more – it's less meaningful and guys are adjusting more um so yeah like you said you have no clue what is actually supposed to happen um there was a play the other day I think someone um someone showed it and the initial thing someone said it was a I think it was a touchdown to Odell or or Jarvis and someone like commented on it about how the wide receiver just like killed the the DB right and burned him and then another guy showed it and he's like actually this guy right here just pulled up for a second he would have had it intercepted if he tried he let the ball go through.
0: Oh, like He yeah. didn't try
1: to make exactly. a play on it. <laughs> like it's like, yeah, okay. Like we don't actually know what we're watching, and none of the film you can even see shows you much of anything, really. Right? Like you, yeah, like you said, you'll see these circus catches and you'll see really impressive plays, but you can't really see where guys are um, or what they're doing beforehand and, and that sort of stuff. So it's kind of a lot of it's relatively useless um, in terms of taking too much from it.
0: There's another team I can't remember who it was. I want to say. Maybe the Dolphins Somebody they had their training camp open To fans and some fan That was at camp Was posting videos From like up in the stands where they were Watching it and like the angle That they were showing it from it was like As good as all 22 film Yeah because And it was like to the point Where like when he started posting these Like a few of them it was like I bet the team is going to tell him to take that down Because that's like You know, it's one thing if you're showing like one guy, you know, sans context of the other, you know, 21 guys on the field around him or whatever. Right. You're showing like full plays and stuff like that. Formations
1: and motions and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, that's a bit much.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The team might not be crazy about this.
0: Right. Yeah. I was kind of like, wow, that's, that's interesting. So, you know, if you're going out to Berea, don't do that. Um, So, yeah, I
1: don't know that they really show too much there anyways when they have the public there i'm not sure they're really showing a whole lot that's all that useful in the first place probably not
0: nevertheless let's play it safe
1: <laughs> fair enough
0: uh the one thing i i have seen that i do know what they're supposed to be doing is kickers are supposed to be making the field goals when they uh you know get lined up to kick and i think the guy that we drafted this year had kind of a rough day today that uh that makes me a little concerned but uh um, it seems
1: like it's uh it seems like a uh Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. I'm, I'm pretty sure that happens every year. Um, since Dawson left. I don't I feel like they haven't had a single guy who like came in. They brought him in. He looked good and he was reliable all season. Um, I could be awesome. wrong about that, but uh,
0: Awesome Dawson. A lonely dog pound turns its eyes to you.
1: Uh. <laughs> he uh God, can you believe how much people love to kick her? that is just wild.
0: Oh, I mean, for, for him, I mean, part of that was he was the only like reliably great player other than, I mean, Joe Thomas, but you know, Joe Thomas is playing at a position where you're not getting real excited for stuff that you're seeing there. I mean, he's right. (laughs) um, You know, it's not like the Browns have had a a rich history over the past 20 years of uh, pro bowlers. So, yeah, it. Uh, you, you probably uh, Phil Dawson probably had an outsized uh, spot in Browns lore, but you know, he had a great career here, so I'll allow it. It's, it's
1: absolutely, I suppose. So it's still weird in hindsight, but yeah, I guess I'll agree with you. I'll give you that one.
0: But, what else, uh... man?
1: I feel like I feel like when we're we're talking like right now, the Indians have been on a crazy tear.
0: Yep,
1: the Browns are exciting, but there's really only so much you can talk um training camp sure what's what else is there really to talk about though like the Indians are great right now but there's only so much you can really say <laughs> um training camp's <laughs> relatively uneventful it's cool when we see good plays but none of us have any idea what any of it actually means um it's even less meaningful than like the preseason is and I'm not sure anything could be much less meaningful than the preseason is um <laughs> So it's it, even though things are starting up, we're still sort of in that lull, right, where there's not really all that much going on.
0: You know the one thing you will say about the preseason being meaningless? The one thing I remember from the preseason last year, the fourth preseason game was the one against the Lions. Baker had a lot of playing time in that game, and Freddie Kitchens was the one in charge of uh, running the offense in that game. And they came out and absolutely lit up Detroit like a Christmas tree. Maybe that should have tipped us off that something was coming. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good call. And I mean, honestly, the barge is maybe the most Im- most important, unimportant trophy in the history of trophies. Um, so I'll celebrate the barge forever. Right. Um but generally, I, think I think you're right. I think the fact that we've already gotten to see um, Freddie and, and Baker work together a little bit, it takes a little bit of that excitement away. Um, mm. One thing that we heard not that long ago, and I don't know if, if I actually take anything from it or not um, at all, is that um, Freddie and um, Munkin it seemed like maybe didn't gel great at first, um, it sounded like Freddie was taking some of the things off of Munkin's plate that would normally belong to the offensive coordinator and getting a little more involved with the offense than he normally would have or that a head coach normally would have. Um, I haven't really heard anything since then um, or that it was actually an issue in the first place. Uh, but that'll be, I, I think, something maybe to keep an eye on early on. Uh, sure. Obviously, this is this is a bit down the road, but. Um, beyond that it seems like everything's been pretty great in in brownsland right so keep enjoying it i guess while well, we can it's still cleveland after all don't get too excited
0: <laughs> too late <laughs> all right uh what do you say we put a bow on this one yeah all right take it home all right we are on apple podcasts we're on google podcasts we're on stitcher and the tune-in app as well you can stream us on WaitingForNextYear.com, our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash The Nail Podcast. We are at The Nail Podcast on Twitter. Um, Go to TheNailPodcast.com. Click that banner uh, on the top of the uh, the site, uh, on our desktop version of our site. Um, It's better than doing actual work. Uh, Make sure you go click on that Pelotonia banner and uh, get a donation in for Travis's ride uh, this week. Clock's ticking for you. Uh, i'm gonna go do that i hope you guys will kick in a few bucks as well every little bit helps there and uh yeah i think that will do it for us for uh for tonight we may or may not be back later this week depending on what the indians do at the trade deadline uh we'll see how that goes but in the meantime travis shooley i'm tom valentino it's been the nail in the coffin and we will talk to you again soon